0: hello guys welcome to another episode of the mental debriefing podcast my name is peter tam and we will go over a few things Um, americans are apparently watching more tv and the real estate market is nuts right now and also some uh, odds and ends so let's get started And the date, of course, it's March 29th, 2021, and the time is 1.04 a.m. Okay, turning the music off here. So, yeah, I just wanted to touch up upon, I was reading an article from uh, Seeking Alpha, Seeking Alpha is one of those publications. Uh, it's uh, I I think it's primarily online. That it's for investors and it's kind of like a Motley Fool type of publication. Like certain random people can um, can do some research on a topic and then write about it and. I, I wanna talk about an article that they just put out, um which is Americans watching uh quote unquote lot more TV pointing to new streaming normal study. So it's in a bullet point format and the author is Jason Icoc Icock. Um He's a Seeking Alpha news editor. And so let's just uh, read through a few of these bullet points here. And basically, as you know, 2020, we had a, the COVID-19 pandemic, which forced a lot of uh, activities that were not home-based um, pretty much uh, postponed a lot of those types of activities. And people... Were encouraged by the government to stay home so one of those uh, activities that a lot of people engage in of course (laughs) when you're home I mean when you're home and you have free time and you're not doing chores things like that it's very common for people to uh, turn on the TV and watch TV so you know you have <laughs> you can do yard work or you can watch TV or you can read a book, uh, read your Kindle, but it appears a lot of people watch TV. And certainly in social media and in, uh, even in media itself, a lot of talk regarding uh, you know, watching hours of Netflix per day, Amazon Prime. Things of that nature. So let's continue on here. A February study from Hub Research indicates 77% of people say they're watching more TV than before the pandemic, with 42% saying a lot more. And continuing on, that 77% is up even from 70% saying so in November and 69% saying so in July. And of course... Uh, With more people watching, there's uh, there's a uh, voracious need for content from existing streaming services as well as a rash of new high-profile competitors, as the article states. And people are also turn- tuning in to live as well. I know the UFC has... Uh, which is the leading MMA league UFC has a lot, a lot more people tuned into the UFC than, than others, uh, sports, um, and the UFC had, uh, I, I wouldn't say compared to other sports, but, um, UFC has grown their audience more, um, as a result of the pandemic, uh, worldwide, um, that's not in the article. That's something I read somewhere else. But uh, that's that's people have also tuned into that uh, mainly because they were uh, one of the first sports to to resume after the initial pandemic uh, shutdown. Of course, Netflix leads the way. Seventy one percent of people have a subscription on this survey that it did. Versus 50%, 51% for Amazon Prime Video. 42% for Disney Plus, which is very significant. 41% for Hulu. They're tied together. They have a joint deal as well. And 31% for HBO Max. Um, the HBO, figure, HBO Max figure has jumped from uh, November's 18%. Obviously now, of course, there's uh, even uh, more com- streaming competitors like... Um, Paramount Network which is the uh, Paramount Plus which used to be CBS All Access and they're owned by Viacom and then there's also the Discovery Network Uh, they have Discovery, Discovery Channel and a whole slew of other channels in their portfolio so yeah the streaming is hot of course people have been cord cutting and um yeah they've been cord cutting and they're not into traditional cable services anymore traditional cable TV uh, that that's a trend um, the study found that uh, this is an article the study found that eight, some 89% now say they would have cut cable Satellite telco service, even if COVID-19 had never happened. So yeah, people watch a lot. The streaming services has found a way to uh, make people watch even more TV than before, which is um, pretty, pretty crazy. Of course, the ability to binge on shows... Is made much easier with with um, streaming services because you can fast fast forward and rewind and do a whole bunch of stuff that you can't really do when you're just watching TV. I know if you have a TVO, you can pause pause like live TV and stuff. But um and then you know if you have Time Warner Cable, if you have a box, you can do that stuff as well. But um that's that's somewhat limited compared to the unlimited usage that you can do with um, with these streaming services. Because you can go into any season, uh, any show of any season, um, if it's included or if you had purchased it, and then just randomly watch parts of episodes, which you can't uh, really do that well or that easily with, even if you had a TV box. So. Uh, The whole streaming thing has changed things significantly in in that uh, arena. Um, Do I think it's healthy that a lot of people are watching a lot more TV? I don't know. Um, Certainly... This article doesn't break into what type of content they are watching, but I know a lot of people watch a lot of um, those types of shows. Like, uh, I know I'm uh, like the Disney Mandalorian and and Breaking Bad, shows like that. Uh, Game of Thrones, that was a big one. So people were all into those types of shows beforehand. And, of course, the streaming services, it makes it easy to, to do so um, because, uh, uh, once again, the ability to, you can just go into any episode and then you can watch a certain, certain portion of whatever episode and pause whenever you want and do all that stuff that you can't really do with traditional cable TV services uh that's that's one thing and then you can binge on shows and watch tons of shows at, uh tons of episodes of shows at once that's another so a lot of advantages um is it healthy for people um i don't know certainly we'll have to see when um, obviously when the uh, world opens back up again. There's things to do. You can go to Starbucks and hang out or or you know go to a bar, things like that. things that were not you know go to a baseball game, uh, travel without fear of getting sick. Uh, there are so many things I can do that uh, pr- you know this, this past 2020 uh, we weren't able to do so. So it's just uh uh it's um I I'm not I I can't say one thing or the other if if it's healthy that I I mean if it's healthy that people are going to watch it as f- as for I mean, watching the amount of TV that people are watching. As far as if it's healthy and if it's going to keep going, I don't know. Um, I would imagine that now things are opening back up, people are going to spend less time watching TV. I know I certainly have uh, increased my TV consumption a lot more. I, of course, I watch a bunch of YouTube on on the TV, I have the TV app for uh, on my Amazon Prime TV, and you can watch YouTube on the big screen, which is, of course, very convenient. And, and YouTube videos, of course, there's, you can dive into a bunch of things, and you can probably learn a bit more Um, educationally than just watching a bunch of uh, Hollywood scripted fare but of course there's the whole thing regarding um, opportunity costs if if I'm watching this YouTube uh, stuff I'm taking away from other things I could be doing that could be productive or I could learn something else things along that nature so Definitely pros and cons to watching a whole bunch of TV. Obviously, if you're paying for a subscription service, the, the main way for you to maximize the subscription service you're paying for is, of course, to use it a lot, a lot. And it's very similar, of course, to, uh, you know, if, if you buy a, when you make clothing choice decisions and you buy... Like a jacket or whatever, <laughs> um, it's it's the same thing. If you wear it a lot, then that jacket it's it's gonna be worth what you paid for. If you uh, wear it like once a year, then maybe not so much. So definitely, same thing with streaming TV. And the more you watch, the better deal it is. And then there's the whole thing regarding uh, yes, if if I'm paying five ninety nine a month. Uh, for a streaming service or 999 or whatever you know that 10 bucks is way cheaper than if I w- wanna uh, even go out to the bar for one night or go out um, so it's definitely one of the cheaper forms of entertainment uh, I know early on with Amazon um, I I would even like Buy seasons of shows and and things of that nature, and then because like again, if I watched like a season of shows, even even if I'm paying like nine ninety nine for a whole season, that's still cheaper than if I go out for one night or go to the movie theater, things things along that line, you know, go all that stuff. It costs more money, but of course, there's also the. The con of you're sitting at home by yourself, you're losing definitely a lot of social interactions with a lot of different people, and you know it, it is what it is, and people are watching a lot a lot more TV. Um, I I do think we're gonna see a slowdown once society starts. Uh, opening back up, especially these entertainment type of options. You know, people have been going to work or whatever um, or they're working from home, but at the same time, you're not technically supposed to be watching TV, right? So, that time, you know, work time is work time, but of course, the free time, you only have a limited amount of free time, whether you you go out to a bar or go shopping or whatever, or um, go to the movie theater versus you watch a film, uh, via your Netflix or your or your Amazon Prime. You know the the Amazon Prime option is a cheaper option. <clears throat> you go to a movie theater. You know it's uh, even a matinee is like, what nine ten bucks now, and you have to drive there. You yeah, have to possibly pay for overpriced uh, popcorn and and sodas, drive back. So it's understandable that the streaming thing is taking off and super super popular. That's uh, undeniable. That right there. Um, we'll see what the society-wise if that's a good thing or not well we'll see and then obviously a lot of these companies that focus on the streaming like Netflix Amazon Disney they are uh, putting a lot of resources in to try to maintain and and uh, keep this party going here um, uh, particularly like disney uh you know running theme parks of course it's it's uh it's a costly operation not saying that that streaming and and all that isn't but you can definitely continue to build um, and sell a whole ton of advertising with with uh streaming uh, versus other forms of operations that like disney does um So, yeah, the race is on. Uh, Now, on to our second topic, which is um, real estate prices are absolutely nuts right now. And it's, I think a big, obviously, the low interest rates have something to do with that. But I think a large portion of, um uh, a, a large portion of uh, the whole thing is um, uh, sorry I'm getting distracted here I think I think a large portion of the whole thing is that um, there is a moratorium on evictions and that's really been a big deal uh, that affects the supply of the um, basically it you know it it affects the supply of the uh, houses because uh, before you know there's there's a whole rent thing and and things like that and when you have uh, when you have rent, people are motivated to, to um, pay rent in a normal situation. Now, uh, in a normal situation, people have to pay rent and then they get to live somewhere uh, and pay rent to the landlord. But And then if they don't pay rent, there is a consequence that they're going to get evicted. Unfortunately, nowadays, because we have this eviction moratorium, that option and that consequence is not around. So you can not pay rent for... uh, I mean, this moratorium's been going on for like half a year now. It's going to keep going until June 31st. And... The result of that, of course, is that the housing market has gone through the roof because uh, if you don't pay your rent, you can still stay in your house. And typically, uh, the, the housing market and the prices of the housing market, it's also affected by rental prices. So you're you're in a point where it's artificially inflated because previously if you don't pay rent you pay the consequences which is you get evicted but now because you can't get evicted so a lot of people um there's there's no moral dilemma (laughs) well there is a moral dilemma but there's there's no consequence uh for not paying rent so they're just staying around and then they can't they can't leave their hu- they they can't leave their house um there's there's no tool for the landlord to um, uh basically to kick someone out to evict someone uh because of the moratorium so <coughs> what happens is the housing supply goes down significantly cuz e even normal, um, you know, there's people that pay rent, p- uh, people that don't get evicted, stuff like that. There's a lot of turnover in housing because um, when you evict someone, then that unit becomes uh, empty. And the owner of, uh, let's say there was a house for rent, the renters did not pay rent. Um, then the landlord evicts the uh, renter. What do we have in that case? We have an empty house. Now the empty house, it can either go. F- uh, the landlord can either uh, rent it out again. You know, after they, re- they renovate it, rent it out again, or he can sell it. So either way, there's an empty house. Now it can go two r- two routes, like I said, either renting uh, it out again, or I can sell it. So there's there's market turnover, and then that happens as well. Um, on a broad scale um, throughout uh, Southern California or the U.S. And and then the, the previous renter who didn't pay rent, they've been evicted, and they have to go look for somewhere else to live, uh, which they will. So uh, in total, you have the same amount of uh, people that are Living in in houses or apartments or whatever same amount of beds basically but the difference is there's turnover in the um, in the cycle people people get evicted uh, that unit becomes empty which uh, it goes on the market either for rent or for sale so it's a nat- natural cycle that keeps going but now the natural cycle is is not there so the renters are just in the house, <laughs> and then uh, the, not paying rent, so you can't evict them. So uh, there's, there's no moral consequence there. There's no consequence. And as a result of that, it's um, there's no turnover in the housing. So, the existing housing uh, that's available for sale or for rent in that manner it shrinks dramatically because it's been uh it's been um there's no availability so that it's really a big headache there and You know, I can't I can't say one way or the other which way the wind ro- will blow once this moratorium in housing ends, um, June thirty first, I believe. Um, but uh, definitely, there is going to be more supply in the market, and then obviously evictions it takes some time as well, so there is a lag time in that. But it would be hard to imagine that the. Uh, Housing supply will will be any less than it is now because of course right now there's just there's just nothing and you know it it really sucks. Um, home prices have gone out of control. So if you didn't previously have a house before, it's just a. Um, It's just very difficult to buy a house right now. Uh, Even if you have the money because there's no supply, there's no turnover. Uh, So even in the the Empire here um, in Southern California in general, you put a house uh, for sale, there's going to be 10, 12 uh, offers at least. Um, and then, after counters and all that you know you could be offering forty fifty thousand over uh over the list price and still not get the house because there's so many people bidding on it, and there's a very extreme finite supply of housing uh that's available so it's it's really a uh, tough situation uh for for everyone, um, for the people that already are in houses and they're paying their property taxes and things of that along that line, they have less to worry about because their own properties uh, are increasing in price. So if they do want to go buy a house. Um, they can. Uh, they have their existing property which they can sell, and then they'll have a whole ton of money to throw out a down payment, and then subsequently go buy a house. Uh, for those people that have been renting this whole time, and then now they want to buy a house, it's a very very hard road. Uh, you know, if if you're talking like a, you know, Orange County or. Even in an empire, you know, a five, six hundred thousand dollar house, uh let's let's be super generous and say a house is five hundred thousand. Um you know, do you have uh five hundred K do you have um you know like eighty K to throw at a down payment? A lot of uh, people don't because they spent their money on cars or things things along that line. And when you're living life day-to-day it's it's hard to save up that amount uh, and then these these because there's so few houses the sellers are gonna pick the ones that are uh, have less risk and usually the ones with a higher down payment due do, which is like you know 40 50 percent down and uh, those are of course from the people that have um, they've they've sold their house so they have a lot of money to throw a down payment so you, as a uh, person that's never owned a home, uh, even if you're a high-earning couple, both with 100k a year jobs, you know, you, uh, after taxes and all that, um, you can't compete with someone with three, four, or five hundred thousand dollars to throw at a down payment in their offer. So the seller is going to choose the one that's a better offer. So overall, it's it's kind of a messed up system, but um, it is uh, it is a situation that we're in now, and it's, it's very unfortunate, and that's why a lot of people um, are trying to move out of California and to other states, but the same situation is happening in other states, also with the uh with the whole evictions thing uh not a lot of um homes are being put in the market I mean the bo- the seller can try to <coughs> disclose their house is um being rented and the tenant isn't paying rent uh but they need to offer steep 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 discounts uh for for someone to buy that headache <laughs> basically, and most sellers are not willing to do so, and most buyers don't wanna you know right off the bat buy a headache like that uh unless you're very experienced uh regarding being a landlord and and you have a ton of properties things along that line so yeah the the housing markets really um uh, prices are going to continue to skyrocket until um, probably much later this year, then hopefully it will come back down some. We'll see. And, of course, uh, you know, even, even like... Uh, really run down homes now they're they're just uh very expensive <laughs> there's no cheap homes anywhere basically <laughs> um even in riverside it's it's hard to find sub for sub 400k homes now and the ones you do find you're going to have a hard time um you're going to have a hard time winning the bid for those houses because there's going to be a lot of bids and a lot of people have uh, probably better bids than you. So that's the situation of the housing market. Other than that, overall um, some life updates. Uh, the, the the weather has gotten hot again, it's summer. It was eighty six degrees today in Chino Hills. Um uh, so Yeah, it's it's really um Yeah. I, also, I finished a book um, Seven Habits. Uh, uh, Seven Habits. Um, this the Seven Habits book by uh, Franklin Covey. Uh, Seven Habits of Successful People is that what it's called? Yeah, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I just finished that book, and I'll do a book review on that next. But, yeah, it's one of the end messages of it is, you know, don't look back at your life with regret um, regarding past decisions. You have to look at the future and you have to be optimistic about the future. And, the, you know, I'm a person that I, I look back at the past with a lot of regret, particularly these last five, six years because i I had a couple major major decisions that I believe um, I made the wrong decision and yeah, and then this recent thing regarding uh buying a new house in Las Vegas, I think I made a wrong decision there too. I should have just uh, went through with it um but I was being conservative and and I didn't um so, so uh I you know situation situationally it was uh it's just hard to throw down that type of cash um other than that uh yeah life's going i need to look forward with optimism i hope every one of you forgets not forgets the past but just don't look back at it with regret because everything is a learning experience you know don't waste time Um, and these these bad decisions that you've made are learning experiences so using that like Joe Rogan says you're this new person now that you've learned from those mistakes and from here you can go forth and make better decisions and you're a good guy because you've learned and you and you had all these um, uh, bad, bad failures. But from here, moving forward, things are going to be good. So that's all I have to hope for. And I'm going to live my life that way. And we'll see what happens. I do have a few job interviews. Um coming up so a couple of job interviews coming up so i'm looking forward to that and uh, yeah this this job search thing it's just gotten me so so messed up um i did not anticipate it would be this freaking hard um yeah anyways even even warehouse jobs like i was applying to doordash um because they're gonna start having warehouses as well, but they're still building the warehouse, so they def- delayed the the job itself like twice already. So uh, even for a warehouse job, it it's been going whatever's. And then there was that whole thing with the temp agency, and the temp agency screwed me. So it's it's been. uh It's been a headache. Um, But I do hope for a brighter future. And I hope each and every one of you will also have a bright future ahead of you. So have a good one, guys. I enjoy doing these podcasts, and I hope all of you are well. And I'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to the Mental Debriefing Podcast. If you want to reach out, my... Uh, email mental debriefing at gmail.com and instagram vision of Tam thank you have a good one guys adios